Well, good evening and Merry Christmas, everybody. How about one more shot of praise for Jesus tonight? Hallelujah. He's why we're here. And I'm fired up uh, that we have such an amazing family. You know, when you look out, I was going to some of you before service. Some of you have been new to our church family in 2021. And uh, it really is a great gift, uh, the people God sends your way, the people you're able to build relationship with. And uh, it really is. How many of you figured out when you're saved and you're born again, you're part of a church family, your church family really is your family. I mean, you love these people, you enjoy being with them, and, uh, and, and, and there's no time like the holidays to pull together to celebrate. So to all of our family here, I know we've got some folks that aren't able to come tonight. We say hi to all of you guys watching online. We love you. Glad that we have some modern technology where you guys could join us as well. I know we've got some folks still recovering. So a lot of you have been asking about my mama. Uh, thanks for asking. She's doing so much better. She had the double pneumonia thing going on, uh, but praise God, she's turned the corner. I got some more praise reports I just got to tell you. We, we went up and prayed for a brother in the hospital a couple days ago dealing with a type of blood cancer. Uh, he's been up in, in one of the hospitals in Chicago. And um, I called him today just to check up on him, see how he's doing. And he said, Pastor, they let me out today. I'm already home. Come on, Mark. How's that for a quick answer to prayer? That's Mark's, Mark's brother, Kenny. And uh, and, you know, just pointing people to Jesus. How many of you know with Jesus, all things are possible? We, we don't have to fret the details. All things are possible. And so even when we're here tonight, this is not just some nice little religious Christmas ceremony, ritual, whatever. How many of you know every time we come together, we're in the presence of God Almighty, His amazing Son, Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit. And, uh, and man, we got the best thing going on planet Earth with Jesus. That's why we're here to celebrate Him. Um, I just want to give you some headlines. You know, of course, tonight, Christmas Eve, tomorrow, the big day, see a lot of happy little kid faces out there ready to wrap, unwrap those presents, get into it, that's going to be fun. And then of course the next day, Sunday, and we're doing something really cool here at Living Stones uh, because we're ending our year uh, by doing a couple of things. We're going to celebrate communion together. How many of you know you can't look at the babe in the manger, I love that artwork, you can't look at the babe in the manger without seeing the cross in the background because that's why Jesus came. He came to die for sinners, and that's good news for all of us, because the only people here tonight are sinners who have been uh, redeemed or either in the process of being redeemed, that's God's will for your life, uh, from sin and brokenness. And so we're going to take communion, which is a reminder of the covenant that we have with Jesus. You know, we're, we're only days away from launching into a, a new year, 2022. For some of you, you go, praise God, because 2021 wasn't that great. I'm ready for a new year. Others of you are saying, hey, 2021 was great. I'm looking for an even greater year in 2022. But either way... We're going to come together, we're going to break bread together, we're going to remind ourselves that Jesus is absolutely committed to us to the very end. That's good news too right there. Absolutely committed to us to the very end. So we're going to celebrate that, but then I'm just going to share a little bit. We're going to talk about, you know, we're ending our series on matters of the heart. We're talking about how gratitude is one of the greatest protections for your heart. I mean, you know, when you're full of gratitude, it's hard for the enemy to get in and get you sideways. So we're not only going to talk about gratitude, we're going to spend a little bit of time just giving some praise. God has done amazing stuff in the life of our church family over this last year. And how many of you know it is imperative for us to put the brakes on and just say, thank you, Lord. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to celebrate communion. We're going to give thanks to the Lord, and we're going to have an amazing time together to uh, to end the year, okay? So just throwing that out there. Some of you that are visiting from out of town, welcome. I know we got friends and family here. We're honored that you would come and worship with us tonight. Um, also, I know we've got some people, you, uh, this might be your first time at Living Stones, 
Maybe you don't have a good local church. I just got to say this. I don't know how people live in this world without having a network of people who love you, support you, care for you. And uh, so I just want to welcome you. Come on out. Join the fun because the party's going on here all week long at Living Stones, and that's all because of Jesus. So I encourage you, to, you guys to come on out. Let me uh, get into the Word tonight. I'm, I'm really excited about taking you all to Luke chapter 2. Grateful for Dr. Luke and for all the details that he adds, all the rich theology and rich story that he puts in his gospel, uh, especially about the birth of Jesus. And so we're going to go to a familiar passage to start with, but we're talking about Jesus, the light of the world tonight. And I want to start with verse 8. It says, that night there were shepherds staying in fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. And suddenly, and I, I, I have that circled in my notes and in my Bible, how many are grateful for the word suddenly? Because that means God can show up at any time and change the circumstances like that. And, uh, and I want you to believe with me for the suddenlies of God to show up in your life in 2022. Because God is a God of suddenlies. Suddenly this angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the radiance, the, the Shekinah glory of God surrounds them. And they were terrified. But look at verse 10. But the angel reassured them. He said, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all the people. And I want to remind you, go back and read through the gospel accounts of the birth of Christ and be amazed and in awe of the supernatural activity that's taking place at the, at the birth of Jesus. How many of you know we serve a supernatural God? He's all-powerful. And look at the accounts, the angels showing up, the glory of God showing up, uh, signs, wonders, miracles, awe, shock and awe. I want to make sure we don't lose the shock and awe of the gospel, all right, that, we, that it gets toned down because of our Americanized kind of materialistic culture, all right? Don't lose the shock and the awe. But look at what the angel said, and I want you to look at this at face value. He says, I'm bringing you good news, but it's not just any good news. It's seriously good news. That word great in the, in the Greek is the where we get our word mega from. Everybody say mega joy, all right? Mega joy. Like, you're going to have so much joy, not just a little joy, mega joy. And I'm praying that for some of you. Some of you came here tonight, you're weary, you're tired, it's been a rough year, maybe you've experienced loss in your life. Are you ready for, what the, for this? This is what I'm praying rocks your family this year. Mega joy. Mega joy in the midst of weariness or tiredness or frustration or loss or pain. Mega joy is what we need to overcome it all. So Jesus, or the angel says, good news, mega joy for all people. Now, here's the question I want you to think with me tonight. What news could bring mega joy to the entire planet? Think about this. This angel saying, what I'm about to tell you is not only mega joy news for you, but it's mega joy for everybody. Like, you could come, I could tell you guys, hey, listen, what just happened, and I could be really excited about it. And you go, that's nice, Pastor Ron, I'm happy for your family. Or I could say something that impacted all of us at Living Stones, and you all could go, yeah, that's nice, but maybe the church down the street would say, that's great, we're happy for you guys over at Living Stones. But I mean, you know, this joy is so global that the angel says everybody in the world is going to hear this good news and it's going to produce mega joy. How many of you know this? We need to, like, what is this? Well, look, look, look at the answer to the question. It's in verse 11. And I want you to, I, in my Bible, I circle the word the three times here, right? The Savior, yes, the Messiah, yes, the Lord. How many of you know this, this, is like, this is talking about singular, the Savior, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. What is the good news of great joy to the whole world? It's Jesus, the Messiah, the Savior, the Lord. Jesus is the only one big enough 
to bring good news to the planet and, and produce joy across the globe. And so we're talking tonight, that's why I love the fact that we've got the map of the world up here. The gospel is not a Western gospel. It's not just for us people in the West. How I many you know the good news of great joy goes from one side of the planet to all the way around the other side of the planet. It's this globe encircling good news and joy. Now, now here's the question I want to ask you. Who has the audacity to say that they are good news for every human being on planet Earth, and that if you embrace this good news, mega joy will rock your life. Who, what human being can make that claim? What world leader can make that claim? What world religious leader can make that, that claim? None of them. Only Jesus Christ is big enough to make an audacious claim that huge. So how I many you know we need to we need to perk our ears up because the one who said this is worthy of our attention, our rapt attention. So let's go on and see what happens. You know, I've been preaching about Zacharias. If you guys have been with me, how Zechariah uh, walked in unbelief. He saw the angel. He heard the good news. And God said, fine, if you're not going to believe me, you're going to be silent. You're not going to be able to talk for nine months. You remember that story? Well, this is the same guy. As you look down a little bit farther, we'll get to Zechariah in a minute, but let's get to Simeon first. It says later in Luke chapter 2, Joseph and Mary are bringing Jesus uh, into the temple just in time for this divine encounter with Simeon. The Bible tells us that Simeon was a devout and righteous man. He'd been in the temple praying eagerly, longing to see the Messiah. And here's what I want you to see. While he's crying out one day, and he's pouring his heart out, wanting to see the Messiah, the Holy Spirit tells him, that's exactly what I'm going to allow to happen. You will see the Messiah with your own. I mean, that's a great Christmas present right there. So Simeon is praying in the temple, and right as he's in the temple, Jesus and Joseph and Mary show up, and the Bible says instantly by the Holy Spirit, he knows he's looking at the Messiah. He takes baby Jesus into his arms, and he starts to spontaneously praise God, and then he begins to prophesy over this child, Jesus. And I want you to see something really radical here. Look at verse 29. Sovereign Lord, now let your servant die in peace as you have promised, the promise being, yes, I would see the Messiah with my own eyes. Look at what he says in verse 30. I have seen your salvation. Can I just remind you that salvation, the salvation that he saw was a person. His name was Jesus. Salvation is not believing certain things. It is that, but it's much more. It's believing certain things about a person named Jesus. And how many of you know salvation is found in a relationship and an encounter with the living God? That's what salvation is. It's a person. He's a person. His name's Jesus. And that's why he came, so you could know him, and you could encounter him, and you could have a relationship with him. And I want you to see something else he says. He says, uh, I've seen your salvation, verse 30, which you have prepared for, look at this, all people. Man, I circle that in my Bible. How many know God's heart is that every single person would come to know him? That every single person would see the light, Jesus, and bow and bend to the light. And that means everyone in this room, what is God's heart for you? It's to, it's to receive the gift that he has given. His name's Jesus. It's to be transformed by Jesus. And can I just say this? I know most of you, and I know most of your stories. God's doing a really good job with you guys. You're all getting transformed. You're more beautiful this year in Christ than you were last year, all right? Just tell your neighbor. He's talking to you, man. You're looking good. Just go ahead and tell him that, especially some of those guys. I need a little encouragement here tonight. Hallelujah. You guys are looking beautiful. Look at what it says next. Now, please hear this. Everybody, I, want, I don't want this to gloss over. Listen to the scope of what I'm talking about here, the depth, the profoundness of what's being said here. He, Jesus, 
is a light to reveal God to the nations. How are people in Africa, how are people in India, how are people in the Middle East going to know what God is like? Jesus. Now, now what I just shared with you is highly controversial. In fact, I'm claiming that Jesus is the exclusive light to reveal God to the world because that's what the Bible says. Say, well, Pastor, you know, we got to be more open-minded. No, we don't have to be open-minded. We need to believe the Bible. Do you understand what God just said? Jesus is the person. He is the light who reveals what God is like to all the nations. So what we're a part of here tonight is a global move of the Holy Spirit. It's going to intensify until Christ returns in his fullness. We're on a winning team. We're people that, when you, if you ask, well, what's God like? Jesus said, look at me. Is God nice? Look at Jesus. Yes. Is God kind? Yes. Is God holy? Yes. Is God sinless? Yes. Is God powerful? Yes. In fact, Jesus said, to look at me is to look into the face of God. So if you want to know, Jesus says, if you want to know what God is like, look at me. Now, how many of you know right there, that separates Jesus from every other would-be prophet, leader, spiritual leader, uh, moral leader, moral teacher. You know, I, I get irritated when my kids come home, and in certain classes at school, they're being taught that, you know, Muslims and Hindus and Christians, they all worship the same God. No, they don't. There's one Savior. His name is Jesus. There's one person who's going to reveal God to the nations. His name is Jesus. Everybody else, by definition, is a counterfeit. And I know that's controversial, but that's Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> one Savior, one Messiah, one Lord, one King. There ain't any more. Everybody else is a pretender. Merry Christmas. That's what it means. It means that Jesus is who he says he is and that Jesus is the only one big enough to show the world what the Father looks like. This is stunning. Now, how many of you know, if we just stopped right there, we're like we're in the presence tonight of incredible greatness. This is not just about twinkle lights and handing out gifts and eating lots of food we shouldn't eat. All right, you know what I'm talking about. This is about someone coming who is unlike any other person who ever set foot on planet Earth. He's awesome. He's big. He demands the worship of 7 billion people currently on planet Earth. What other person is big enough to unite the nations and to make the kind of statements that Jesus makes? He's either absolutely crazy or he's God Almighty. Christmas says he's God Almighty, and that's why we're here to celebrate. Let me move on. Jesus came and he revealed his identity this way. He said, and this is John chapter 8, verse 12. Jesus spoke to the people once more and he said, I am the light of the world. If, everybody say if, 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 if you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness. Man, this is good news because you will have the light. And notice if you have the light, this light will lead you to life. This is good news. It means that 
even though Christ has come, there's still people living in darkness right now. Why are they living in darkness? Because they haven't believed. Some of you tonight, you might be living in spiritual darkness. You might be cloudy about who you are and why you're here and what's the purpose of your life. You need to know Jesus. He's the one that shows the light on who you are and why you exist and what's the purpose of all this. And he's the only one who claims to be the light of the world. Look at what John's gospel says, John chapter 1, verse 9. The one who is the true light. Everybody say true light. True light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. Jesus separates it from any old light to the true light. In other words, there's counterfeit lights out there with little lights, but he's the true light that's going to bring light to the entire planet. And I love what Jesus says because in John 14, 6, I think he really describes the purpose of light. Like, what does light do? Well, Jesus said, I am the way, and I am the truth, and I am the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Now, how many of you know that door to Father God is Jesus? There's no other door. Well, Pastor, why do you believe that? That seems very exclusive. Because Jesus said this. That's what Jesus said. Nobody, nobody gets to the Father except through the door, through the light, which is Christ. How many of you know he's pretty important? He's really important. And I want you to see how this breaks down. What does light do? Well, first of all, Jesus said he's the way. Light is what shows our feet where to walk and where to step. The light shows us who we are and shows us how we were meant to be. So young people, I want to speak to young people today. Man, if you're, you hear a lot of young people say, man, I'm just trying to you know, find myself. I'm trying to you know, figure out my identity. Listen, you'll never know who you are until you've invited Jesus into your life because he created you. And he knows you, and he knows your destiny, and he knows your purpose. You'll never know yourself until you know your creator, and his name is Jesus, and your your Messiah, your Savior, your Lord. And you'll never know how you're supposed to live if you don't acquaint yourself with the way Jesus lived, because we're supposed to live like him, and love like him, and walk like him. And how about this? Do the things Jesus did. That's the privilege that we get with Jesus being the way, but Jesus is also the truth. That means he's the absolute authority on everything. What he says defines reality. When Jesus says, I am truth, once again, there's, he doesn't care about the opinions of all the other people. There's only one voice that matters. There's only one voice that's going to bring light. There's only one voice that's going to bring us into maximum life, which is the next thing Jesus said. He's the, the life. He reveals the good life, the life that's lived to the fullest. So once again, I'm speaking to all y'all, but I'm speaking especially to all of our young people here today. If you want to live life, I talked to a lot of you, I mean, I just want to live my life to the full. I want to get the most out of my life. I want to get the maximum pleasure out of life. Then you better be hooked up with Jesus or you're going to get gypped. Because when Jesus says, I am the life, what he's saying is, if you will come and you'll walk with me and you'll know me and you'll live for me, I will maximize your potential, your life, your destiny. I will let you experience life to the full. You won't be walking around confused about all kinds of things young people are confused about today. That's what Jesus promises. The way, not one way. The truth, not truths. Not the, or he has the life, not multiple ways to live your life. One way to live your life. Jesus set the pace for us and led the way to the Father. Now, how many of you are grateful in the midst of the chaos that's surrounding us 
to know that light has been sent by God to reveal the Father's heart and to show us the way on planet Earth even now. In other words, we can have light in the midst of the darkness. But here's the, here's the thing I want to challenge you with, because sometimes we take this for granted. God didn't have to send light into the world. The reason darkness came in the world is because the world is full of sinners. The reason darkness came into the world is because we're the ones that turn our back on God. The reason there's darkness in the world is because we've chosen to go our own way and turned our back on the Lord and on His ways. And how many of you know the Bible says the wages of sin is death? But the gift of God, Jesus, the light of the world, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. God did not have to send light, but He did. In fact, I want you to see this. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 4, I'm, I'm giving you a lot of scripture tonight. Is that all right with you guys? We are a Bible-believing church. I'm piling it on. Man. I'm piling it on. Like help, extra helpings at, at, at Christmas, all right? Matthew, Matthew chapter 4. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And, the, and for those who lived in the land where death cast its shadow, the Bible says a light has shined. That, that's what Christmas is all about. Zechariah, when he could finally speak, I mentioned him earlier, in Luke chapter 1, verse 78, he starts prophesying this. He says, because of God's tender mercy, the morning light from heaven is about to break upon us and give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death and guide us to the path of peace. Outside of Jesus Christ, we are living in suffocating darkness. Darkness is so palpable we cannot see our own nose in front of our face. That's the kind of spiritual and moral darkness. And I don't know about you, you turn on the news, uh, it seems like every other night, if not every night, there's another tragedy that's happening because of sin, because of perversion, because of rebellion, because of brokenness, uh, needless murders, assaults, sexual abuse. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And then any of you who have had the privilege of traveling to the nations to share the gospel in the nations, you realize that what's happening in America is small compared to what's happening in nations where, that have lived in darkness apart from Jesus for, for centuries. The darkness is so palpable. The demonic presence is so strong. Can you imagine when Jesus showed up on planet Earth, when Christ shows up in the womb of a virgin, conceived of the Holy Spirit, can you imagine the darkness that was swarming on planet Earth? Here's my point. God did not have to send light but he did. Acts chapter 4, Peter's preaching on the day of Pentecost, and this is what he shared. He said, there is salvation in no one else. There is salvation in no one else but Jesus. God has given no other name under heaven by which men might be saved. How many of you know, as we pause here at Christmas, this is what I'm saying. God, thank you that you chose to give us a name because there's no other name by which men must be saved. I'm grateful that he gave us a name. That name is Jesus. So we shouldn't be rebelling that Christianity is narrow, that Christianity is exclusive because apart from Christianity, there's no hope of salvation. There is no Savior. There is no Messiah. There is no light. So here's what we should be saying. Thank you, God Almighty, that a name has been given. That name is Jesus, which means Messiah, because he's going to come and he's going to save a people from their sins. I want you to also see that there's a name given under heaven, in other words, on earth. Psalm 113, verse 3 says this, from the rising of the sun until it's going down, the Lord's name is to be praised. Micah chapter 1, verse 11, but my name, the Lord says, is honored 
my people from other nations. From morning until night, all around the world, they offer sweet incense and pure offerings in honor of my name, for my name is great among the nations, says the Lord of heaven's armies. You know, we're living at a time in history right now when uh, on this side of the world, they're starting to celebrate Christmas morning. What's happening? People are worshiping Jesus. And I want you to see what's going to happen all day tomorrow. This is what's going to be happening. Worship starting out on all these little islands. How I many you know there's believers out in Papua New Guinea worshiping in the islands, people lovers of Jesus, Australia, all the way across Indonesia. Worship's going to start coming up in the morning, starting tonight. It's already happening. It's going to be covering planet Earth all day tomorrow until it shows up at Crown Point, Indiana, and God's people wake up and we start worshiping because Jesus is so awesome. He's the only one that's satisfied. He's the desire of the nations. Every nation, tribe, language, tongue, they're all going to be falling before the Lord, the King of glory, someday. That's what the Bible shows. And so literally the crescendo of praise is beginning even now, rolling through the day tomorrow, all the way through, all the way into Sunday. That, that happens nonstop, the Bible says, across the globe. And it's going to intensify until Christ comes. But listen to me. Here's a, here's a little warning tonight, because I would be remiss not to preach the gospel to you on Christmas. John chapter 8, Jesus speaking, and please hear what Jesus says, unless you believe. Believe what? You must believe, Jesus says, that I am uh, who, who I claim to be. Or, here's the result, you will die in your sins. How many know the light has come, but the Bible says people love darkness more than they love light because they loved doing evil things. The light has come. Jesus has made such bold, audacious claims, and how many of you know, he backs it up. And so the question isn't whether there's something special that Jesus has done in planet Earth to change human history forever. That's pretty evident. The question is very personal now. And I really want to challenge folks here because I don't know all of you. I know some of you came in to visit with family and all that kind of stuff. I, I don't know everybody's heart, but God does. And the beauty of Christmas is that God wants to give you his son as a gift. And he's the Savior and he's the Lord. But Jesus said, unless you believe, and that means you personally believe, you personally reach out and you take the gift and you say, yes, Jesus is who he says he is. And you personally make him your Lord and you invite him in your heart. Jesus is saying here, unless you believe I am who I claim to be, you will die. I mean, that's a pretty strong statement. You will die. I, my plea tonight is I don't want anybody under the sound of my voice, to die. I don't want anybody in this place to miss the whole reason for the season. And so you have to personally express faith in Christ. You have to personally ask him into to your life. Jesus said in John 3, verse 19, the light has come into the world and the people love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. Don't be somebody who embraces the darkness instead of running into the light. Now, here's what we want to do as we wrap things up here. We're going to celebrate with our candle lighting, but I want to set the stage for that. In fact, I know we've got some ushers in the back. If you did not get a candle on the way in, get your hand up now. We don't want you to miss out on the fun. Uh, so get your hand up if you missed a candle. But here's the deal. Jesus came as the light of the world, but listen to what he says about us. And this is where we have to be stewards of this responsibility. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Think about that for a minute. He was the light of the world. Now what does he say? He says to his people, you guys 
Me, you, we're the light of the world. We have a responsibility to steward what God has given us. I don't know about you, but can anybody believe with me that in your family this year, people that are far from God are going to get rocked by the Holy Spirit? Come on, that'd be cool, huh? How about people you work with? How about some of you who might be dealing with issues tonight in your life. In fact, I encourage you, if you need prayer for something, don't leave here tonight. I, I, I share with you, 2021, we went through some victories, we went through some defeats, which is pr- pretty much like every year. But I believe we're going to be moving into a season of supernatural blessing and outpouring. We're already seeing it. We've already had several creative miracles, hallelujah, some major healings, praise the Lord. Uh, and I believe here tonight, the presence of God is here tonight. But we have to steward the light that we've been given. So that means we have to speak the truth boldly. Amen? How many, how many ways for people to be saved? Let me try that again. How many ways for people to be saved? What's his name? Jesus. If you want to know God, who do you need to know? Jesus. That's right. Who is the way? Jesus. Who is the truth? Jesus. Who is the life? Jesus. It's pretty simple. The question that he says is, will you believe? Will you believe? Will you bow your head with me? I just want to make sure. Let's take a look at our hearts tonight. What a tragedy to be in the middle of a party and not know the reason for the party. His name's Jesus. Lord, I just pray. And if, if you're with me tonight and you're saying, man, I'm not sure where I'm at with the Lord. I, I really need to get right with God. Then just, just agree with me right now. Just say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. And Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I turn from the way I've been living. I want to follow you, Lord. I want to live for you. Make it personal right now. Just tell Jesus, I want to know you, Lord. I want you to be my Savior. And you know what? Something supernatural will happen as you exercise faith and you put your faith in Christ. The Bible says you'll be transformed from the inside out. You'll become a new person. And the old passes away and you have all new desires and passions. What, a, what an incredible gift. And I encourage you, if, if you prayed that prayer in your heart and you said, yes, I want to give my life to Christ, before you leave here tonight, talk to somebody next to you, whether you know him or not, and say, I just got to tell you, I'm, I was one of those people. I, I submitted my life to Christ tonight. Now, the rest of us, let's all, all of us together stand on our feet. I'm going to have my lovely bride join me up here. We have been called out of darkness, the Bible says, into his marvelous light, 1 Peter 2.9. God says, once you were darkness, now you are light in the Lord, Ephesians 5.8. And lastly, we are called to be light to those in darkness, Romans chapter 2, verse 19. Hey, did I give you guys some meat tonight? I think we covered everywhere from Genesis, Revelation, and we got all kinds of verses in there. I mean, you know, this is the truth, and this is awesome, and I want your heart to be filled with faith. So here's what we want to do. We're going to pass this one by one, all right, as we worship. And the purpose of candle lighting as a, as a symbolic act is to realize we are the light of the world, the Holy Spirit in us. If, the, if something happens to the church, the light goes out. Thank God nothing's going to happen to the church. Jesus is committed to the church. But as the light fills this room, get a picture of the light filling you, your family, your neighborhood, the nations of the world. Let's pray for revival and awakening to happen across the globe in 2022 as we, as we approach that new year. So, Marion, come on down, babe. Let's get things started. Jesus, we thank you for this powerful tradition as we come together as this place is full of light. Lord, as the light in our hands is so picturesque of what you want to do in our hearts, Lord, so we invite you, Jesus, to fill us with light and life.
Give us wisdom, Lord, for the days ahead. Lord, give us fresh anointing of your Holy Spirit. Lord, I think of the tongues of fire that gathered upon your people on Pentecost, Lord, as they were waiting in that upper room. And Jesus, you baptized your church with fire. Lord, that's the same picture of what we hold in our hands. Lord, we ask you for fresh fire, fresh baptism, fresh passion for Jesus, fresh awakening, Lord, in our hearts. God, that the the fire in our hearts would burn brighter this year for Jesus than ever before. How many of you need more passion in your life, more zeal in your heart? So Jesus, that's what we're asking you for, is more anointing, more fire, more presence. And let's believe God together. You know, the light that spread as we lit lit the candles and shared them with our neighbor, a picture of the light level that God wants to raise in our own neighborhood and in the nations of the world. Let's cry out that Jesus, the desire of the nations, would reveal himself to more people in 2022 than perhaps in the history of the world. Lord, let this be the biggest harvest that we've ever seen. And Lord, I pray for all those promises of harvest, even right here at Living Stones, Lord God. Help us to steward the light that we've been given. So Father, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for each person here. We love you. We're grateful for you. We love you as part of our family. If you're visiting, we love you just as our friends and our neighbors. I just pray tonight, Jesus, that the love of the Father would be poured out in every home. I pray for those of you tonight that are in a season of grief and of sorrow, that the mega joy of Jesus would overwhelm you even in the midst of this season. And Lord, we just give you praise tonight. We love you from the bottom of our hearts. We pray this all in Jesus' mighty name, and everybody said, amen. Come on, give one more shout of praise tonight. Hallelujah! We love you, Lord. Amen. You can go ahead and blow those candles out if you would. On the way out, you can replace them right where you got them on the way, and we got a basket out there for you. Let me just mention as well, please take time to get some pictures. Feel free to come on stage or wherever out in the foyer. Uh, But enjoy one another. We love you all. God bless you. Merry Christmas from our heart to yours.